welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller Jr. Want to welcome uh, Kit Alexander to the tea, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Glad to be here. Glad to have some time to sit down and chat with you. I know, man. We, you've been uh, so. This is your. We, we let's jump into your business, man. So, uh, yeah. How did you get started into physical therapy? Yeah. So, um, I knew I always wanted to to, to be in the health care field. Uh, going into college, I thought I wanted to be a pharmacist, but got into chemistry my first year and was like nah this this isn't for me um so i had grown up playing baseball basketball and football and um had injured my ankle before playing basketball and gone through physical therapy so i was familiar with it and i was playing a uh, baseball in college and so i was like hey you know i i, I want to be active and i still want to do something with healthcare." so physical therapy was the perfect mix of the two it allows me to be on my feet and then also help athletes like myself and also those who are aging a little bit more but still want to continue to perform to their top level um, and play longer, better golf. Yeah, so you you played baseball coming up? Yeah, yeah. So I went to, uh, I went to a, a small private school in uh, Shelby County called Tipton Rosemark Academy, um, which allowed me to play, you know, three sports in high school, um, you know, whereas at a, a bigger public school, you know, I probably would have just focused on baseball, but um, you know, went there and then got a scholarship to attend Christian Brothers University here in Memphis to play baseball and, um, you know, went with that and, and enjoyed every minute of it, um, getting to play a little bit of Division Two baseball. So you had a scholarship to Christian Brothers. What position did you play? Yeah, so I came in as a catcher. So um, all throughout high school, I'd always caught, played a little bit of infield every now and then, but catching was my big thing. Um, so I caught my first two years at CBU. Um, and got a, a good bit of playing time my freshman year, a fair amount my sophomore year. wasn't really seeing the field much my, my junior year, and I always had a good arm from behind the plate. So um, our pitchers were pretty banged up that year, and pitching coach came up to me and said, hey, I'd like to you know get you on the mound and just see what you could do. So uh, my junior year started, started to pitch at the very end of the year, and then um, my senior year, I, basically the, all I did was pitch. So my senior year, I turned from completely a catcher to completely a pitcher. Wow, man. So, yeah. uh, so I always want to ask a picture, you know, how, yeah. how, how fast is your fastball? Um, on a good day, I, I'd sit mid eighties, nothing special or anything. If I really reared back and, you know, threw one hard, you know, probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't be a strike too many times, but I could, I could get up there, you know, high eighties, you know, probably 88, maybe 89. If it was a, a really good day, you know? Yeah, that's pretty good though, man. It's, yeah, it's it's difficult to throw that bad that ball fast like that, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what was in your bag? What was your pitch in your bag that when you needed a strike, if you needed a strike, mm -hmm. what would you throw? Yeah, uh, it it would depend on the situation, but um, I'd say my best pitch was probably my changeup. I threw a, a circle change that had a, a good bit of tail on it. Um, so I definitely, if I was facing a left-handed hitter, I'd I'd go with that circle change and it'd dive away from their bat a little bit. I also really like the two-seam fastball. Um, run away from a right-handed hit or run into a right-handed hitter or away from a left-handed hitter. So um, that was a good one. I could sometimes sneak in on them a little bit as well. Oh, okay. Would you consider yourself any good or were you just up there doing something? 
Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't bad, but I definitely wasn't a, a prime performer, you know, getting ready for the draft or anything. Uh, yeah. Like I said, like I said, I, I pitched for, you know, a year and a half. So I'd for for the the year and a half I did it, I, I'd say I, you know, picked up on it pretty good, but um, not going to set any records or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's hey, that's more than most people can say they've done. I promise. You. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So. And where you at when you were at Christian Brothers, did you major in mm-hmm. uh, physical therapy or? Yeah. So um, the, at most schools, they don't have like a pre-physical therapy major. So most people um, major in, you know, some sort of science. So I, I made a natural science, um, which allowed me to get all of my prerequisites for physical therapy school. And then also with that, I had a business administration minor, which allowed me to take a lot of business classes, accounting, finance, marketing. Um, and you know, that's stuff I still use to this, to this day. Um, and I really actually enjoyed that part of it, uh, of school as well. So, yeah, man, I might have to get some tips from you on that marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't have enough uh, money coming in for the finance or the accounting <laughs> part, but I can, yeah. I can definitely need some help on that marketing. Man. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, our number one marketing strategy is just treat people the way that that you want to be treated, and uh, you know, good things always happen to you know go go try to serve someone first as opposed to trying to sell somebody something. So we're really big on trying to serve you know in whatever way, shape, or form possible. And then you know, if one day that patient or that person needs something that aligns with what my business is selling, then you know, hopefully they'll come back and choose us. That's wonderful, man. So. Uh, so you 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 get out of college, and so you say mm-hmm. you're 28 now. Um, I assume yep. you've been out of school for about six, seven years, or so. Um, with with um, physical therapy, you've got to go and get your doctorate degree after school. So I graduated um, college, you know, right on time. So I think I was 22 years old, and went right to physical therapy school at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, which, if you're in Memphis, is is downtown on Madison Avenue, the big medical school. Um, that's a three-year program. So graduated from physical therapy with my doctor of physical therapy in 2019, um, and then have been in the field of physical therapy obviously ever since. So you know, going on three years. I think I think last week was our three-year anniversary of graduation. I think I saw some some pictures pop up on Facebook. You know, for the memories. <laughs> I agree. So. <clears throat> So did you jump right into trying to get your business started or did you work somewhere no, else first? So, so I've always had the the thought and the passion that I wanted to own my business at, at some point. Um, you know, I didn't know exactly when and that would be. I, I definitely, if you would have told me three years ago I was going to have my own business today, I probably would have said, ah, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but so um, I always had that idea, but, you know, I had a couple, um, what we call rotations in physical therapy school with, with a couple different business owners and, you know, got varying outlooks of it. So I got to see the highs and the lows of it. So I, you know, I knew there was always risk and there's, there's always reward as well. So after school, I went to work for an orthopedic clinic, um, in Millington, Tennessee, um, and got some really great experience there, had, had a really good time and, and learned a lot of the manual therapy techniques that I, that I still use to today. Um, I was there for two and a half years and I was the clinic director or manager for about six months or so. And that's where I also, you know, got to see, you know, a little bit of the management side as well. Um, but 
but after being there and, and working with just a variety of patients, I knew, I knew that I wanted more for myself and I had, you know, bigger dreams and bigger aspirations than, than running someone else's business. And not that there's anything wrong with that. That's a, a perfect fit for a lot of people. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be my, my business owner. I wanted to, you know, do things the way I wanted to do, you know, when I wanted to do them. So that got the wheels turning and I, you know, like I said, knew I always wanted to, you know, be active. So um, being an athlete in college, I really enjoyed my time um, working with athletes in the clinic at my, at my previous job as well. So I, I started to look for ways that I could work with athletes. Um, and then from there, you know, the wheels started turning and, you know, next thing and in, in December of 2021, I opened Next Step Physical Therapy and Wellness. Um, our whole goal is to help athletes increase performance so they can do what they love and play pain-free without nagging injuries. So primarily we, we treat golfers. Golfers are our number one niche for sure. And then right now we also see a lot of CrossFit athletes as well. Um, um, we've got a really good relationship with a CrossFit gym down here in Hernando where our, where our home gym is. Um, so we see a lot of them and they're really good to us, but our, definitely our number one niche is, is working with the golf population. So what would you say is your number one mission at Next Step Physical Therapy and Wellness? Yeah, our number one mission is to help athletes realize the resiliency of the human body in order to do what they love without pain. Um, and when I say athletes, you know that, you know, some people don't think of themselves as athletes, but I think if you're doing anything active in life, you know, that takes some form of athleticism. So, um, like I said, primarily we work with what you would think of your, your typical athlete, but I do have everyday people that I do see as well, um, who have to do athletic events. I call them, you know, everyday athletes, you know, your, your mom or your grandma, who's, you know, picking up two and three-year-old kids, you know, 40 times a day. Like, you know, I know my back would be worn out from that. So that's definitely something that we need to be active for and be able to do. Um, but with that, you know, we also, like I said, see a lot of the golfers and that CrossFit population as well. It's something more, you would think of more of your typical athlete. And obviously the way we're going to treat and go about that is going to be very different. Cool, man. So um, one of the things that I don't know if you listen to the podcast a whole lot, but yeah. one the, on my first one, I said I'm not an athlete. <laughs> that uh -huh. was one of my, you know, one of my statements in there because I was like, I was trying to um, convey the message that you don't have to be um, what I would consider to be your typical athlete to play golf. You know, um, yeah. sure, it does require some athletic motion um, and some activity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I think of an athlete, I think of like, um, you know, your basketball players or uh -huh. even your professional golfers, you know, some of those are very athletic yeah. guys. Um, but, For you know, sure. a lot of them you look at and you wouldn't think of them as being athletes, you know, like your, your John mm -hmm. Daly or, you know, um, <laughs> or your Higgs, Harry Higgs, you know, you look at him with his uh -huh. shirt, you know, with his chest out, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's an athlete right there, but you know, I guess, yeah. you know, they all do athletic activity. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I guess that makes you an athlete. If you're doing some kind of athletic activity, I guess on some kind of regular basis, that would make you an athlete. I guess you could say. Absolutely. And you, you hear all the time that, that hitting a golf ball is one of the hardest, if not 
not the hardest thing to do in sports. And people who've never golfed before, you know, look at you and say, "What are you talking about? It's a, a ball sent on a tee. How hard right. can it be to hit?" But when, <laughs> but um, you know, working with golfers and actually breaking down the golf swing and all that has to happen in it, man, it it's definitely an athletic feat. Not one to just be able to hit it, but two to be able to you know drive, you know. 300 280 yards somewhere out there in the middle of the fairway that it's definitely takes some athleticism absolutely man so first how did you find out about the amateur players tour yeah so i found out that about the amateur players tour on facebook um, when i was first starting my business in december and in january i was doing a lot of just outreach on facebook trying to connect with as many people and really as many golfers as possible so I was in a bunch of various Facebook groups. Um, I think we had uh, like North Mississippi golf tournaments, West Tennessee golf tournaments, things like that. Um, and I just posted like a, hey, here's to who I am. My name's Kale. I've got a new business that we focus in helping golfers play longer, better golf. You know, I'm excited to be part of the group. You know, if anybody's got any good connections or anything, you know, let me know. And, and Russell reached out and he was like, hey, do you play golf? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, you should try and play the amateur players tour sometime i was like okay cool like uh, you know what's that and then we started talking and um he reached out to me and was like hey you know i think it'd be really cool if we had a physical therapist out at the events and you um got to check out some of the guys beforehand who had any ailments or injuries or just provide some stretching or some consultations for the players before and um you know while you're out there you know maybe we can even talk about playing in some of the tournaments so you know, we started working on that and then set up a time to come out to the Wedgwood event. And we've been to a couple various other events as well, um, which is really fun because, you know, that, that's our number one goal is helping golfers play better golf and being able to set up and actually help people get ready to play around, um, you know, is, is super fun for me. Getting able to work with those guys and see the, the passion that they have before they go and actually tee it up. I think this past week or the last tournament was that my yeah. first time playing with you or did we play at wedgewood together i think we played at wedgewood together yeah um, okay yeah yeah so but i i noticed something about you man um yeah this to last time playing with you you hit the ball a lot farther than i remember <laughs> at wedgewood and yeah, probably in the fairway a lot more than i remember yeah. at wedgewood yeah, Wedgwood was uh, the first competitive golf I'd played, and I was um, had just started working with um, actually my wife's uncle, who who works up at Galloway Golf Course on on trying to tweak some things with the swing. And I'd worked with him, I think, the day before, and uh, some things were going through that that uh, hadn't really had time to to sit and hit that muscle memory yet. So. You know, if you don't hit that first ball right, then you're overthinking yourself, trying to overcorrect or go back to old things. But, um, I, yeah, I've been working with a with a golf coach out at Putt Putt, Ted Butler, um, and working on just basically the the fundamentals. You know, your grip, your setup, and actually being able to come through the ball and that swing path properly. And that's that's paid huge dividends for me. Yeah, yeah, I noticed, man. You really. Um... I didn't play with you the first day out there at Miramichi, mm -hmm. uh, but you played the second day and uh, you, you, you took what advantage I had away. You know, you, <laughs> you know, I had a one stroke lead going in uh, mm -hmm. and I think you were about, you were only two strokes back. I think it was, I think uh, I was, myself. Uh, I, th 
Yeah, I think I was four strokes back of you, and then you had uh, the guy who ended up winning. Uh, Trey. Had him, I think. But, yeah, Trey by, by one, one stroke. stroke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you came back, and uh, I think you ended up getting second. Uh, yeah. One by one stroke. No? Uh, yeah, been, I believe was so. Was it by one stroke? Yeah. I think That's it was right. by yeah. one. Cause yeah, I was, it was by one stroke. I had so, that last putt. It was only about three feet or so, but I was like, yeah. I, think I, I think I need to make this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so um, you 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 play in your first tournament at Wedgewood. I remember you set mm-hmm. up out there, and I didn't get a chance to get over there to you. Matter of fact, I don't think I ever get a chance since I'm hip. And, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's almost impossible. Um, I barely get uh-huh. to hit any puts. But uh, uh-huh. so you set up out there, and what was your what 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 were the fellas like when you were out there? Yeah, so um. When you're when you're new at something or you show up to somewhere for the first time, you, you know, you always have, you know, some kind of blank stares like Who, who's this guy, what he's doing out there. And I think with <laughs> being the first tournament as well, you know, probably had a few more of those than, you know, traditionally, because there's some some new guys out there who right. are more worried about where do I check in? What do I do? You know, making sure they get to their tea time on the right spot. Um, but we definitely had some really cool guys that came by and even people who who didn't feel like they needed to be stretched or had anything looked at just came by and introduced us and, and made us feel welcome right from the beginning. So it's been really fun um, to work with the Amateur Players Tour. Well, good, man. I'm glad you've uh, the guys have received you well and um, at least you've been able to, um, you know, come out and play and hook up with them and maybe, you know, hopefully some of the guys get a chance to. Uh, yeah. See you, you know. Hopefully, if not from an injury, maybe from just yeah, whatever routine work that goes on, you know. Yep. Um, yep. So you're enjoying the uh, amateur players tour. Um, are you looking forward mm-hmm. to any events coming up that you're gonna be able to make it to? Maybe one out of town or yeah. I'm really hoping to to try and make it to the TPC Southwind one and, and check that out. Um, I've, I've, I really enjoy going to the, the FedEx St. Jude classic every year, um, and, and seeing the golf course that way. So I'm, I'm itching to get a chance to possibly play it and, and, you know, see how that compares to your typical run of the mill, you know, public or private course in the Memphis area. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a big difference. (laughs) Yeah. And we're, we're playing it. Um, one of my partners that I play with all the time, he's Uh a member out there. And so he gets us out there. Usually the Tuesday after the St. Jude Classic. And they like playing from like one tee box in front of the tips. Uh-huh. Not the tour, but the tips. And then, yeah. you know, it's 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 a course that, you know, it's difficult. It's, uh, yeah, it's not I've anything heard... to play with. I can tell you uh-huh. that. I've got a friend who's uh who just became a member out there and he was telling me he already booked his time for for the week after and he was saying just how how hard that they know that they make it compared to how they you know plan you know this month in, in may um you know how much difficult i think it's in oh, it's in august or end of july this year i can't remember which one but uh um, it's gonna be because i believe this year is the first time that it is um i think it's the first round of the playoffs so i think yeah. they'll make it in august August. Okay. Yeah. yeah because um, it just, had been um, converted to uh, the WGC. Now it's mm-hmm. the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So 
So um, just how much tougher, you know, letting them grow the the rough out a little more and right. how much faster they can make the greens, you know, I, I think that would be really cool to tell the difference one right. way versus the other. Right. So, man, you, um, you, you, do you watch golf? Oh, yeah. So you are, you a big golf fan. Uh, how long have you yeah. been playing? I, I started, and when I say started, I'm talking about going out there with buddies and, and taking some hacks in high school just you know okay. for fun when we're in the off season but i didn't t- i didn't actually start playing golf on a regular basis i'd say probably about two maybe three years ago and okay. within the past year and a half to two years i've actually gotten serious about it and actually you know gone to the driving range and practice as opposed to just going out there with your buddies once every couple months and seeing how hard you can hit the ball right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> So, um, so you watch golf and you, you're, you're interested in it. So I'm going to say, yeah. I know you, I know you got a chance to see the PGA championship. So, yeah. um, what, what, what is your take on, do you like to see the golfers or the rounds that they have and they end up scoring, let's say 20 on at least, or do you prefer like the PGA championship, you know, where you ride around single digits under, you know, you at the most nine, eight, nine, 10 under at the most. I would definitely prefer to watch them struggle with the course a little more and the, and the winner shoot, you know, somewhere in the single digits. Um, I think that's just more fun to watch, um, you know, and watch them, you know, um, get up and down for par sometimes if they've got a tough shot, you know, really scramble a little bit more or, you know, see them hit it on the green and then the green takes it 20, 20 yards, you know, away. I think that's just funner to watch for me, but um, there's definitely a time when it, it's fun to see someone go out there and, and post a, a 60 or, you know, a 10 or 12 under on the day um, just to show like how skilled they are and, and how sometimes, you know, when they're in that zone, you know, how easy the game can come to them. But for entertainment value, definitely would rather see them, you know, fight the course a little bit more. Right. Uh, right. And then we had the Charles Schwab challenge mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend uh, with Sam Burns end up making a put off the green for the win against the number mm-hmm. one player in the world, Scotty Sheffield. Yeah. Here he is again, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the final group. It's like, uh-huh. like this it just dude. It's like rents, rents. And repeat with him this year. He's right, been, he's been right. It's like, man, come on, man. Other than the PGA Championship, really, we haven't seen him struggle this year that I can mm-hmm. remember. I know he struggled at the PGA Championship, but that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, so you know, what do you, what do you think about uh, Sam Burns getting his? I think this is his second win. Uh, yeah, I think I want to say maybe they even said it was his third. Which was his third? I think, okay. I, I, yeah, because I think Scheffler's got four, and then when they said Burns had three, I was like, oh, he's he's not too far behind right. on the year. Right. Um. But definitely was cool to to watch somebody, um, you know, go in a playoff after they've been sitting there for for a few holes and and you know, kind of cooling off and everything. Um, I know he posted a pretty low number to even be able to get to that playoff. Yeah. He signed a um, sixty-five. But, Mm-hmm. And then yeah. seeing him, seeing him miss the green on his approach shot, I, you know, I can't imagine what's going through his head. Like he's thinking, I got to get up and down to even make it to the next hole. And then, and then hope Scheffler doesn't hit a long birdie putt. And then, you know, so he goes first and then sinks that putt off the green and crowd goes crazy. 
And then um, Scheffler, man, he put a heck of a putt on it as well. I think he ended up being a couple inches away, so very easily they could have been a, a pretentious second hole there as well. Um, right. So definitely a cool scene, cool scene for them. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just happy to see, you know, not that I don't want Scheffler to play well, but I mm-hmm. am happy to mm-hmm. see somebody else, you know, get the victory. And I think that was the low round for yeah. that uh, for Sunday, that 65 that Sam Burns shot. Yeah. You know, you you had to give him credit. Yeah. You know, he got he got a little benefit because he get, he got to go out a little earlier and he didn't have mm-hmm. to deal with as much wind. But you still had to go out there and play and you got to make the puts, you know, to, to yeah. do what you do, you know, and to shoot a 65, sure. you know, that was pretty good, you know, and uh, to get the victory on a playoff. Hall, I mean, you couldn't ask for much more than that, you know. Yeah. 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 That's a. That's a cool way. Only way that could have made it cooler if it was a you know a walk off putt. Like if he went <laughs> second and hit it in, and then he got to walk it off, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So man, um, I'm excited that you're 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 on the tour, man, and you're you're playing in the uh, on on the tour, and you're able to get your business to grow through it, and and whatever you know we can do to help. You know, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, we'll be you know glad to do anything we can. You know, um. I'm just happy to see such a young fella out here. And I didn't know that you were actually a doctor. You know, I got to call you doctor now, man. You know, I got to give you your prop, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely I got the doctor I, you know, of physical therapy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you I know. Say, uh, I, I, I introduce myself sometimes as doctor if I'm trying to be formal, but I always tell people, just call me Kale. I'm not trying to, <laughs> trying to, you know, big ball anybody or anything like that. Just, just call me by my first name. Hey man, you you put in a lot of work to be called doctor, man. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that next time I announce your name on a T, it's gonna be doctor. <laughs> <laughs> People doctor. look at you like, what are you talking about? You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, and uh, they're gonna know after the end though. The doctor is in the uh-huh. house. The doctor is on the course. Yeah, so if sure. y'all need, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you know how to suit you up anything, but I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> if they got a sprain or something, yeah. maybe you can help them with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So what what would you say is your number one thing that helps most golfers? Yeah. So so the first thing we always do when when working with a golfer is is we perform a a golf specific movement screen. So we go through a movement screen that's been developed by the Titleist Performance Institute. And we break down the golf swing. Um, we have about 16 tests that we look through um, that basically tell us, you know, what, you know, gives us a good idea of what's going on. You know, can they distinguish the upper body from the lower body? How's their strength? How's their balance? How's their joint motion? And then from that, that gives us, a, you know, kind of a rough draft of what's going on with them. And then from there, that's when we put on our, our physical therapy cap and say, okay, well, we know if this player can't rotate all the way properly, you know, is it a physical limitation? Is it a limitation where they just don't know pro- properly? And then we actually start to break down and assess the patient. So we'll break down their, their spine and assess it joint by joint. We'll break down their hips, you know, see do they have enough rotation coming from there. And then we'll also look at soft tissue muscle and see if there's any adhesions or limitations in there. And then from there, we develop a a plan for them. So that gives us a good idea of what's going on. And then from there, we attack it with manual therapy. So joint mobilizations or manipulations, soft tissue work, um, you know, dry needling, cupping, myofascial release. And then, like I said, joint mobilizations. 
And then we also, then we get into, you know, specific stretching, movement training, strength training, and trying to develop um, a proper golf swing from there. Cool, man. So I, I, I wasn't sure if you had um, uh, any that uh, to Titleist Performance, what is it, Titleist Performance Institute, I think. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's TPI, and yeah. I'm actually in the, um, I've always used the screen. I'm actually in the very middle of the class right now and paying for the certification. Okay. So I'm not uh, technically TPI certified at the moment, but maybe by the time this podcast comes out, I'll, I'll finish the, the coursework and everything and have that out there. Um, but it's something we've been using using for a while. I'm you know, going through the screen and and being able to actually break that down and see how, you know, somebody who's got limited um, upper back rotation then may compensate with more of their hips or more of their arms, you know, causing them to come over the top of the ball and hit more of a hook shot or more of a draw. Um, so it's cool to be able to look at someone and, and then say, Hey, you know, how to, you know, what does your typical ball flight look like? What, what issues do you have? And, you know, kind of outline them for them and then them say, well, that's, you know, exactly how I hit the ball and say, well, here's exactly why. Right. You know, you, you, you don't, you're not able to, to move properly like you want to. And so that's when we work with a lot of golf coaches or swing coaches as well. And we market to them and say, Hey, you know, you're working with Arthur. Um, and you say, Arthur, like, I really need you to come through this plane more. I need you to get, um, through the ball a little better. And Arthur's looking at you, looking at coach and saying, Hey, you know, I, I'm trying to do that. I, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when we say, Hey, you know, maybe this isn't an understanding um, issue and a practice issue. It's more of a, a physical limitation. And that's where we come in and we fix that physical limitation and then say, Hey, you know, let's get back with our swing coach. And now let's actually do the swing that they want to develop for us. Right, right, right. Well, cool, man. So, um, how has business is business growing or. Yeah. Business is growing good. Um, when we started out, um, our goal always has been to see 15 to 20, 20 people a week, um, which we, we are a mobile business. So that um, entails some driving. And then we also have a gym location in Hernando, Mississippi, which is um, where I live. So it's right close to our house. So we see a lot of clients there and then we see patients in the greater Memphis area. So I've got patients in Eads, Carterville, downtown, East Memphis and Germantown. Um, so a goal has always been 15 to 20. I think last week we actually ended up at 24, 25. This week we're on pace for about 18 to 19. So, so we're doing really well with that. And it's been slow, steady growth. Um, one cool thing about that has been um, working with people and then they saying, hey, well, I'm sending my my cousin to you or, you know, someone I work with at the gym, um, you know, was telling me their short was hurt and I told them they need to come see you. And just that word of mouth has slowly and steadily been growing. And that's been cool to see. So what is the wellness part of it yeah, real quick? Yeah. So, so physical therapy refers to more formal physical therapy. Somebody has got, like you said, a sprain or a tear or, you know, pain wellness um, refers to more of the well-being side. Okay. So our wellness side, you know, is where our golf performance lies. So somebody who, you know, like yourself, you may not be having back pain. You may not be super sore after a round of golf, but you're like, Hey, you know, I'm not hitting the ball. Like I know I could, you know, I'd really like to increase my strength, my stability, and, you know, my club head speed. That's where we come in. We run through that same TPI golf performance assessment with you, take a look at what's going on, and then break it down and see, you know, hey, this is where our limitations are. 
We're lacking in rotation here. Our hip strength is lacking here. And then we develop a personalized, individualized plan for you and help you get through that um, to be able to play longer or better golf and shoot lower scores and be able to hit the ball harder and faster. Yeah, I, I used to work with a guy, my guy, uh, Russell Crowe, man. And yeah, um, yeah he, I work with him like well, once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I think it's been probably since the beginning of the year, he gave up his business or whatever and uh, yeah. went into the private back to private work or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, so I could, you know, back then, I mean, I could see a lot of the things that he helped me with, you know, I'm yeah. not benefiting so much from him now because I'm not doing this stuff anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, I definitely, I really do need to get with you, but like I yeah, told you for at sure. the beginning, man, right now, I just, I have so much going on. It's, it's too much mm-hmm. right now, but it's going to slow down here soon. And um, I definitely get with you, man, and get some kind of program yeah, well, where I can do something. Yeah. L- l- let me know. And this goes for, goes for anybody. We always offer complimentary consultations. So if you're ever wondering, you know, how you could work with us, what that would look like, or, you know, what, you know, get an idea of what's going on with you. Give me a shout. You can, you can, you can go to our, our Facebook, our Instagram, or our website. Website You can find Next Step Physical Therapy and Wellness or we're at nextsteppptw.com. Um, but reach out to us on any of those things. We can set up a complimentary consultation with any of you guys listening um, where we'll actually break down your swing, see what's going on, and see you know if we'd be a good fit for working with each other, and if so, how that, how that would look. Yeah, so you're Next Step PTW on Instagram, Facebook, and are yep. you on Twitter too, or? Not on Twitter, just on just Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Um, we've got LinkedIn as well. And okay. then um, we're actually, one thing I, I would like to plug, um, coming up in June, we are actually running something called Golf Performance Month. So if you give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram, um, we are posting all golf performance-related content um, for the month of June. So we'll be putting out um, daily stretches, exercises, tips, tricks, and also talking about some common swing flaws um, and characteristics that lead to, you know, pain, aches, or, you know, not hitting the ball like we want. So follow along with us there and comment and interact. And um, if you wanted to get some blog posts that we're putting out as well, comment on one of those and I'll be sure to add your email to the list there as well. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you, Dr. Yeah. Alexander from yeah. Next Step Physical <laughs> Therapy and Wellness, man. We sure appreciate you coming on, the former pitcher at CBU, former catcher. Man, we appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, Arthur. It's been a blast, my man. All right, man. Thank you, man. All right. Have a good one. All right.